Hello, and welcome to podcast number two of Business, Baseball, and Bourbon with Jerry Durham. I'm happy to be back. Nothing like getting uh, podcast number one under your belt, and it keeps you a little more inspired and a little more incentive to keep moving forward. So happy to be back and share some new things with you this week. Um, Talked a lot in podcast number one about defining some terms, and we're actually going to revisit some of those terms in this podcast, but let me just uh, bring you up to speed on what's been going on and what uh, gave me the incentive to get back on um, the recorder and get some information to you. So attended um, Empower PT put on by Clinician, who is an EMR company. And full disclosure, the EMR that I use in my business, San Francisco Sport and Spine Physical Therapy. So I'm not a paid consultant uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I do use their product and are very active with them in um, just uh, best practices for use of their product. So just back from Empower PT, where, yes, I was a speaker and uh, spoke on your frontline team, the X factor of your business success. And uh, had a great conversation with some people about putting the focus on your front office and really what value they bring to your practice overall. So that was a great time. Um, when was that? That was a week ago, Wednesday, that that started. Uh, was Wednesday and Thursday full-time in Chicago. So we'll share a little more information about Chicago. But sticking with the Empower theme, you know, they really did a nice job of uh, the speakers that they put together. And the Empower PT was a free two-day conference to to the attendees. So um, they really did nice work in getting the speakers together. Um, some of the people that were there were Jim Hoyme from TPI or uh, Therapy Partners Incorporated um, talking about MSOs and the options for you and your physical therapy practice going forward in the future and really shared some great information on the MSO as an option for your physical therapy practice. Really always enjoy Jim. I look up to Jim. He is a, what I would call visionary, always looking forward, (laughs) rarely ever looking backwards in healthcare, really looking at where physical therapy is going to be, bring the biggest ROI to healthcare in the future. And I always get, um, this is a really inspired talking to Jim. Because Jim does not think small, he thinks big, and he really looks at what physical therapy's role in healthcare is, not just what we can do uh, person to person, but really how we can deliver the greatest value to the most amount of people. So it was great seeing and uh, listening to Jim again. Um, John Vakovic out of out of uh, New England, he has PT and sports rehab. And John, this is the second time I've heard John speak, and needless to say, I've hit it off with John pretty good because the title of his talk was How to Create the Best Physical Therapy Experience. John has actually put a little book together um, that uh, we bought at the office, and um, some of us have read, and we've incorporated some of his examples and some of his great ideas into our practice and uh, I've actually been getting great feedback from the physical therapist, actually very unexpected feedback from the physical therapist. So I'm always happy to uh, listen to John speak and hear him share his experiences with his practice and physical therapy and how he sells physical therapy to the public and really engages his customers to become involved and to become um, uh, 
engaged in their care to get the buy-in, to get them to do what they need to do so we and they can get the outcomes that they want and expect. So it's always great to hear John speak. We'll definitely be uh, speaking with him more in the future, and uh, we'll probably, you guys will hear him on the podcast in the future. Did not have the chance to grab him at Empower, but you'll definitely hear him on the podcast in the future. And last but not least, one of my, uh, shall we say, bromances these days is Mr. John Wolf, physical therapist out of Arizona. And uh, he has proactive physical therapy. And John uh, just gave an excellent keynote speech at Empower. And the title of that keynote, and um, here's a little tip to you guys. You'll actually hear the interview. Um, I did have a short interview with him about what he is preaching these days. His keynote was turning around resistant patients, critical skills for psychologically informed practice and improved outcomes. And um, won't uh, share too much. I'll let John share. But the interview was really good and insightful. So definitely that's going to be the highlight of this podcast is hearing John Wolf speak and um I will definitely be in touch with John and looking to do more with him in the future and actually looking, um, I called it the John and John show because they spoke back to back and empower. And it was actually a uh, perfect segue into each other's talk. And even during the Q and a, they were both involved in the Q and a at the same time because there's so much great overlap on the psychological side of what we need to do. Um, in the customer experience side and the patient or customer engagement side. So um, somewhat deep, somewhat complicated. Uh, take a big step back. It's um, one of my favorite terms. It's simple, not easy. So it's really great to have John Wolf bringing all that research and talking about how to engage these people and then having John Vakovich giving the examples in the clinic of how it's used every day. So it was a great time at Empower, and I really thank Clinician for putting it together. They really did a nice job um, and bringing it to Chicago, one of my new favorite cities. One of the other highlights of um, Empower was was um, something I look forward to as much as possible, and that's meeting more Twitter peeps face-to-face. And Melissa Ray, I hope I'm saying your last name right, Melissa, she is at Ray Dancing PT. At Twitter, got to meet her face-to-face. Uh, it was great to chat with her and get her insight. She's got a small practice in Illinois, so she showed up to Empower for two days. So just love hearing the stories. You know, it was also cool to engage with some other people, local and not local, who are um, working their butts off and doing a great job and doing well for our profession. Met some PTs out of Rochester, Minnesota who uh, set up their clinics right in the shadow of the Mayo Clinic. And guess what? They're winning at it. Um, Everybody thought they were crazy. They probably thought they were a little bit crazy, but they knew if they uh, set up the practice in the right way and delivered that patient experience and delivered the outcomes that the people in the area deserved, that people would find them. And they've chugged along, and they have a very successful practice up there. So it's great to talk to those people. So a lot of positive things coming out of Empower. Um, and I think you all know that I, for the last three, four, five years, have been very, very excited about physical therapy. So I like getting around other people that are working hard at it um, and are successful and are doing what is right 
for us as a profession. So, again, Empower PT in Chicago, uh, put on by clinician, was uh, very successful. So um, that's the PT side. Let's talk a little bit baseball here, people. You know, the World Series ended last week. That team from Kansas City called the Royals, who finished in second last year, too. San Francisco Giants, of course, had to throw that out there. So the Giants decided that, yes, it is an odd year. So we are very happy to loan the trophy to some other team, some other poor baseball team for a year. And that this year it was the Kansas City Royals. And as my boy uh, Jed on Twitter can attest, within 30 minutes of uh, the San Francisco Giants winning the World Series in 2014, I sent him a text that said, the Royals will win the World Series in 2015. So I'm just putting that out there. I'm putting that out there publicly. Jed can um, Jed can verify that. I have no idea if someone wants to search all my 93,000 tweets and find that. Just know it was posted at the end of Game 7 of last year, 2014's World Series. So if you want to look back for it, you'll see it there that says the Royals will win in 2015. Um, in other baseball news, Mr. Uh, Granke, the pitcher from the Dodgers, declared free agency today. So this is going to be interesting. Um, be interesting to see what happens with him because he is going to demand a boatload of cash. And by boatload, I mean we're talking high 20s, high 20 million a year. So it's just going to be freaking cuckoo. You know, the Giants have some money to spend. And don't get me wrong, any any Dodger is, I love any ex-Dodger. And when they come to play for the Giants, I'm happy to take them on, especially someone like Zach Granke. So we'll see where that ends up. And then lastly, in baseball news, today, this cracks me up. And I actually did a little research on this, and it gets deeper and deeper. So my third hated, most hated team in all of baseball, the Nationals, signed Dusty Baker as their manager today. Now, let's think about this for a second, people. Dusty Baker, ex-Giant, played for the Dodgers, played for the Giants, managed the Giants to the World Series in 2002, um, to the playoffs in like 2006, maybe, I don't know, somewhere, some other year. We went um, once or twice with him, but never never won the World Series. Uh, Was handed the Nationals job today. So I sent him a personal note, told him he needs to bring back Mr. Papelbon to the team to really keep that cohesive dugout in place because we all know that nobody more than Papelbon really pulled that clubhouse together this year. Um, on a side note, Dusty Baker is the manager for the Nationals because Bud Black declined the Nationals manager job. And right now you're saying, so what, Jerry, this baseball shit is old and um, you're just rambling now. But wait. Dusty Baker, ex-Giant, is replacing Matt William, ex-Giant. Bud Black, who turned down the contract, and now so Bud, uh, Dusty Baker could take the job. Bud Black was Dusty Baker's pitching coach during the 2002 World Series and for other years beyond. So the Nationals seem to have a little SF Giants fetish going on. I'm not one to judge people. You know, I do live in San Francisco. I see some crazy shit here. So if the Nationals want to have a Giants fetish, that's all right with me. But uh, I just think it's a little awkward when you really start to look deep down. And uh, they mean need to acknowledge this fetish they got going on with my San Francisco Giants. So there's your baseball update. 
for the podcast. So a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff going on this week. And, um, to be honest, I posted today on Twitter. I don't even remember who the Royals beat because nobody remembers second place people. So keep that in mind. You're either a winner or you're not. So the Royals are the 2015 MLB World Series champions to hold the trophy for approximately one year until my San Francisco Giants take it back. So you heard it here first, San Francisco Giants in 2016. You may want to write that one down, send in your bets to Vegas or whatever online uh, gambling site you're using because I know you're doing it all legitimately and on the up and up. So um, just write that down and maybe get your money down now. Let's just save everybody the hassle. Lastly, bourbon, always bourbon. Um, You know, it is a new month, but it's not a full month since my last podcast. So we're going to stick with the paper airplane as the bourbon month, uh, drink of the month. I think everybody uh, um, did their research, had a lot of people asking. So let's just stick with that. Give some more people the opportunity to drink one of those. Lord knows I have had my fair share since the last podcast, which I'll bring you up to speed next. Chicago appears to have a fine stock of bourbon, which I tended to uh, dip into. So um, definitely doing my best to drink my paper airplane. So I recommend you all get out there and give one a shot. And if you're bartending, you know, it's funny. I actually ordered the drink uh, twice over the last three or four days. Bartender had no idea, went to their iPhone, looked it up, and made an excellent version. So tell your local bartender, um, yes, that's you, Mr. Jeff Moore, up in God knows where part of Michigan, that even your bartender can easily look the recipe up and make a paper airplane for you. So um, give it a run. And that continues to be our bourbon drink of the month. Um, Lastly, on the bourbon front, I highly recommend... The Franklin Room in Chicago for bourbon. Um, we definitely put a dent, and by we, um, I won't disclose any names, but went with one of my uh, cool Twitter friends over to the Franklin Room in Chicago, and we definitely put a heavy dent into their bourbon selection. Uh, between the mixed drinks and the bourbon neat and the bourbon with a little ice and God knows what else we did, um, that uh, we got to drink a lot of bourbon. So I I can't even tell you what we drank because there was so much of it. So just know if you're in Chicago, look up the Franklin Room. Great uh, below street level bar with some awesome food. Um, Didn't want to fill up on food, though. We saved our space for bourbon. Just had a couple food items, a couple snacks there. So go over there, order off the menu first. They had some great... uh, Oh, we did drink a whiskey, boy. I do remember that. And... uh, we did start with that. So start start off their mixed cocktail menu and then just go crazy and start ordering the straight up stuff you haven't had in a while. So I had a good time. So that is your um, definitely your baseball and your bourbon update and a little update on Empower PT put on by clinician and the great freaking speakers. So without further ado, I think I will just go straight into the John Wolf interview. It's short. It's sweet. A um, couple things I'll tell you to pay attention to is he puts his contact info in at the end. Highly recommend you go onto the website and you do a little research because his team and um, his people are teaching. Uh, I'm not sure the word he used, but let's call it customer engagement, patient engagement, and really uh, how to use 
your skills to the best of your ability um, to learn about yourself and that patient across from you and really maximize the potential of that patient across from you. Um, so definitely go to his website, do a little research, and um, he is on Twitter. You know what? Let me look this up real quick because he just got back on Twitter. I am going to guess that his Twitter handle is at John. I'm looking it up as we speak. Lobo. Don't ask me how we got there. PT. I'm searching. I'm searching. It is not at John. Is it Juan? All right. Bear with me, people. Of course, you know I had my phone and my Twitter feed close by. Is it at Juan Lobo P? Yes, it is. Woohoo, people. So his Twitter handle, go follow him, go engage with him, ask him questions. The man is brilliant on this stuff. At Juan, J-U-A-N, Lobo, L-O-B-O-P-T. And you'll see a nice picture of Mr. Lobo there. And a link to his proactive PT site. Those are his PT clinics. Um, He gives you another contact a website to go to and learn more about the training that they do. Um, this this is invaluable stuff on the on the customer engagement side, and I mean huge stuff, huge stuff in making your outcomes better. Your outcomes, actually, let's say your your customer, your patient's outcomes. So um, therefore, your scores. And let's face it, if outcomes are going up and you're engaged with uh, people, then um, all the great stuff happens, and the stuff like customer satisfaction goes up. And uh, then you're solving the triple aim. You got great customer satisfaction scores. You got great outcomes. And because the customer is engaged and trusts you, trust, 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 then cost is going to go down. So you are solving the triple aim by um, engaging with Mr. John Wolf and learning more about what he's doing. So without further ado, folks, I give you Mr. John Wolf and enjoy the interview and I'll see you back on podcast number three. Thanks for listening. So here we are at Empower PT in Chicago and I am uh, fortunate with one of the people I really look up to and aspire and look at as a mentor as with all this relationship-centered care stuff. And he's actually the first one, as I told you in podcast number one, who uh, used the term relationship-centered care that I really feel is a huge part of the solution to healthcare. So uh, I'm sitting here with John Wolf, uh, owner of Proactive PT in Tucson, Arizona. They have nine clinics, and he gave the keynote yesterday. So um, good morning, John. Good morning, Jerry. So um, let's see, John, you gave a talk yesterday based on the science and the research of uh, relationship-centered care. So can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Sure. Well, uh, thanks for having me on. I think this is great. The, uh, the title of the talk was actually How to Deal with Resistant Patients. And that's one of the biggest questions that most people have is, how do I, how do I lower my cancellation no-show rates? How do I get patients to do the exercises that I prescribe for them? How do I essentially get them behave in ways that makes it a little bit easier for me in my practice? And in ways that 
try to also improve outcomes because we know that if patients would just do what they need to do, then uh, we're likely to get better outcomes. The real challenge uh, for many of us is trying to determine how to get them either motivated or to behave a certain way. And that's and there's a lot of science about that right now. And, and the work that I've done is to try to pull out what is it that helps people to move forward in the world and to review the literature, the medical literature, to see what we can learn. And I've been able to pull back one common thing, and that's relationship. Relationship makes, uh, makes the opportunity for so many amazing uh, neurophysiological, neurochemical, uh, all of the stuff gets to happen to create an environment for not only an improved outcome because people feel better, but they also trust the provider. And that trust creates an opportunity for, the, uh, for better adherence to a program, um, less likely to, to cancel or no-show. Uh, so you, have, you really have this entire, entire opportunity inside this context of relationship. And relationship-based medicine or relationship-centered care, I kind of coined that term because most everybody uh, keeps using the term patient-centered care. And what's really difficult about patient-centered care, I mean, it's not that it's bad. In fact, the research says uh, those who are practicing patient-centered care actually uh, create some very, very good uh, results. The real challenge, however, is that if you're really focused on the patient, you fail to include the provider. And I think our system uh, in, in our Western uh, healthcare system as it is right now is struggling because our providers aren't in a space to really be patient-centered. It's very difficult to leave the, the provider out of the equation. And, and in many ways, the pushback that you get from a lot of people right now may be, in fact, because they feel like they're being left out. The pushback from providers is like, how am I possibly going to be able to see these patients, care for them at a level that I need to, but yet, wait a minute, I've got my software I've got to deal with, I've got my front office systems, I've got people who are, I mean, the list goes on and on. So I think the relationship-centered care creates an opportunity for us to, to explore the needs of both the patient and the provider, and then really begin to explore what's needed in that space to make sure that uh, the therapeutic alliance is established, uh, which creates the very best outcomes possible. Um, let me just follow up with a couple of those. This was for those of you um, just listening to this that's really in a nutshell, what was presented yesterday, and a couple of my take-homes was creating this therapeutic alliance, so getting buy-in from the patient um, so they know that you truly do care about them and they're going to build, and that's going to build trust. The other one was really your focus on the provider, like you said, and, and I think that was, uh, that was just awesome. So, um, so, John, if people want to um, find out more about you or want to track you down, what's the best place to find you? Yeah, the best place to find me is with the International Academy of Orthopedic Medicine, and that's the IAOM, and the website is www.iaom-us.com. And uh, from there, we teach uh, teach relationship-based medicine so that... um, 
so that really providers get a chance to accomplish better outcomes and uh, begin to enjoy their practice again in a, in a way that allows them to engage in, in, a, in a brand new way. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate your time. Hey, thanks, Jerry. <laughs>